Hey, get in here. Dallas is about to start. Welcome to the Ewing Barbecue, where we talk about Dallas. My name is Mary. And I'm Sarah. Oh, you go first tonight. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh. Ladies first. I'm Melanie. And this is... You're drunk, Josh. Drunk Josh. <laughs> That's right. The bourbon, the bourbon, and the Manischewitz. You mix them in a. Th- never mind. Um, that's a that's a bad choice. Oh, bad yeah. Choices. Ooh, things might get. Ugly. Oh, they got, they they they're gonna get <laughs> ugly because I'm breaking out this tonight. Whee! What's that? What is that? Gummies. Some gummies. Do we have any housekeeping? Housekeeping. Who just had a birthday? Jen Van Ark. Joan Van Ark. Joan Van Ark turned seventy-seven. Yes. Joan Van Ark in a play in uh, her early career played Joan of Ark, which was interesting. So yeah, Joan Van Ark, Joan of Ark in the casting bill. Nice. Now I have a question. Is Joan Van Ark her real name, her birth name? Apparently it is her birth name. Uh, Her her paternal grandfather, Carol Van Ark. No, that was her father. Her father's paternal grandfather was an immigrant from Holland. So she's... Dutch. That makes sense. She looks very Dutch. And mm-hmm, so. uh, oh, well, coming up birthday here, uh, Denon Simpson. Uh, I believe it is the twentieth of June. So she's like on the cusp of Gemini and Cancer. Yes. So Mother of the Year is one of my favorites. I'm just going to throw that out there. One of my favorites. <laughs> Now I'm going to sell those leases for 75 cents on the dollar. Daddy, you can't do this. You just can't. Sit down and shut up, JR. Those Asian wells are going to come through. You said so yourself. I want to tell you boys that we don't shoot crap with South Fork. Is that plain? What you're really doing is using that baby as a weapon so you can keep the Ewing name because that's all you care about. You're a parasite. You're incapable of loving. All you can do is use. I'm still your brother. Bobby, as far as I'm concerned, I'm an only child. Yes, Mother of the Year, which was written by Rena Down, directed by Larry fucking Hagman. Yay! Drink to Larry Hagman, the director. Uh, the first episode, Larry Hagman directed. And he did year. direct okay. 32 of them. That explains it, because I always love the damn episodes he directs. That must be why. And, that makes sense. And it... Aired December 14th, 1979. We are... I was just a little over a year old. We are on the cusp of a new decade, <laughs> folks. Mm-hmm. We so are. And, let's see. I, at that time, my family was just getting ready. Christmas morning that year, we opened all the presents and we drove down to Miami and then up to Disney World. So we rang in the 80s in Walt Disney World. That's cool. I remember this because I was in preschool and we had like um, a substitute teacher who was getting married and she was like, this is the last time I'm going to see you before it's a new decade. And she was explaining how like two numbers of the year were going to change instead of just one and how it's a big deal. And then she was also getting married. And I think about that, like, holy shit, 79 to 80. Dave, you still remember that. I remember it going from... That was our first decade switch that we experienced. And 
and I remember Y2K. Yeah, and I, I barely remember it. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't. My parents I remember, I remember 80, and, I remember 89 to 90s. My parents got divorced. And 2000. Me too. I totally drank during that one. Was like, whoa, all the, all the numbers are switching. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, shit. They yeah. Were afraid that all was these, a big all these computers were going to crash. And it was like, yeah, know. they were like, uh-huh. don't go out. We were all like, let's go downtown. We all went downtown. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to fly to LA and go to Santa Monica Pier. Woo! And, and <laughs> Patrick Duffy there. and Victoria awesome. Principal were in the Y2K episode of Family Guy live action Family sequence. Yes, we were. won't discuss the storyline behind it, but. I remember that they were like, "He's." She comes out and she's like, "Oh," he's like, "It's okay." What's and then they stare guy? at the screen in horror. I didn't realize it, but Victoria Principal and Patrick Duffy actually voiced characters a couple of times on Family Guy too. No, I knew Patrick Duffy did. Yeah. She did. She played what's that? That doctor? That TV? That TV? Uh, kind of like Doctor Ruth, but right. younger. I want to say. And, and Pat, Patrick Duffy was the uh, the gun guy. The gun guy. And they went hunting with um, Peter, Peter and Chris. And Peter was jealous because Chris had a bigger ding-dong. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so. No trivia uh, for this episode. Except we do have, we do have, we have the return have of uh, Marlon Brando's sister, Jocelyn, as Mrs. Reeves. Who That's actually met, who actually learned her lines? Unlike her, unlike her brother. Unfortunately, yeah, that dumb whore has been in the pool house the last five episodes. Uh huh. That's fucking Raul the whole time. No, there's a, right. there, there was a so threesome we, with Teresa. He's been under the buffet table. Uh, yeah. So we start off. Baby boy is crying. It's the middle of the night. Baby boy's crying. Baby John. Mm. Baby John. Baby John. Baby John. We are still fucking hate. Little, little wait John. Little up. John. Whatever I said, oh, they call him Baby most John. Of the time most they of the time, Baby John. Boy is crying. But yeah, he's crying and he's crying. Sue Ellen starts to get out of bed. She starts to kind of have help. Yeah, she starts okay. to slowly, and she gets up and she goes, "Oh, Pam is there." Mm-hmm. Pam is first, then yes. Mrs. Reeves, mm-hmm. and, and Sue Ellen's there in the doorway, going, "Oh God." Wait, oh God, because 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 Pam and Mrs. Reeves are kind of talking shit yeah. about her because Mrs. Reeves is all like she just doesn't care. You know, she just doesn't care about the, her child. The thing is, mother doesn't care, and well, Pam is like she's been through a lot. You gotta, she's like sticking up for her. Like you, you don't understand what she has. Yeah, what she has. Like, but she's got a lot going on. Yeah. So Pam changes the baby, puts him back down, and Sue Ellen goes back to the bedroom. And guess who's awake? Jr. Jr. <laughs> Yeah, he's got lots like the to whole say. House, yeah, and he's like, he's it's the it, whole house is a boy. Yeah, and he's like, is the baby okay? And it's like, oh, huh? he 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 gives a shit. But yeah, he, he calls the, he calls the like, baby the child. Yeah, he's the like child. Like, like what am I watching the Mandalorian for Christ's sakes? I'm I'm, I'm thinking of like a little baby, a little the baby child. Yoda in the in the crib there. But he's basically like, oh, I suppose Pamela got there before you did. And she's like, yes, Pam was there. So was Mrs. Reeves. And he's like, I want to know why they got to him before you did. And then it just blows up. Yeah, but she's starting to stick up for herself. You know what I mean? Like He calls her an unfit mother. And that's she calls her they... an unfit father. So it's tit for, tit and for tat. Like, you know, and that's a thing. Unfit father and husband. Yeah. And they start they start fighting. And then... 
it, you can hear them arguing still through the walls when Pam goes back to the How bedroom. How thin are those goddamn walls? Bobby wakes up. And that's what I, I don't said. know, but Bobby wakes up. I, I said, okay, if they hear them argue, then what else do they hear in that house? <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing yeah. out of that room. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> well, I mean, whatever, but... I mean, you, this is, that's, oh, that's why Lucy goes out to the barn because nobody can hear her with the hay buffering the sound. Exactly. Man, good exactly. point. Yeah, and like Sue Ellen, I can hear, we can hear her them yelling at each other. And she's like, well, you know, the baby has two parents, JR. And he's like, don't you turn this back around on me. Yeah. And I'm like, which is bullshit, JR. You know, like, bullshit. Yeah. goddamn get up yourself. Has he ever t- picked up the child? No. Mm-mm. No. Neither one of them. No, that's what, and she even said that. She's like, you haven't even looked at him since he came from the hospital. And he just like, start. did you guys listen? Did you guys hear that when Pam was walking back into the room and talking and like went to go talk to Bobby and get back into the bed? How, they were arguing. Their walls, were, th- their walls yeah. were so thin that you can hear it up here in Boston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like, oh, I mean, they were like through the walls. It was mm-hmm. like, holy shit. <laughs> And she's like, and they both had a point. They're both like, you should pay attention, baby. No, you well, you should pay attention to the baby. You're we're both its parents, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then Sue is like, and neither one will. We're gonna talk about it in the morning. If JR is the parent is up for debate at the moment. Right, right. but he is he is physically the parent at the house. Mm-hmm. Right. He is the father True. in the facility. Whether he he's know, right. or not. He doesn't right. know either way. Whether it was his dipstick or Cliff's dipstick, that oh. either way, it's 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 name. He's named Ewing. He's in his house, and he's ex- and he's going to raise him. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's but, little little John, not little Cliff. Well, and we will find out whose whose child eventually he is in a few episodes. Eventually, you have to yeah find out soon in a few episodes. It's like three or four more, if that. Ugh. No, it's not Ray. People, stop it. Yeah, and but Bobby and Pam start a little thing. They, Bobby agrees that Pam is with the baby a bit too much, and um, Pam, the line she delivers, she goes, "The baby is all I care about." I know. Like, whoa! I know. And she said it, it didn't come out like it was supposed to, but it, she still said it. But it, you know, but it's still that was like a Freudian slip right there. Yeah, it was. Right. Yeah, Sigmund Freud would call it a slip. And do you guys remember how we you? Were, I remember a few episodes back, maybe around the time she suffered the miscarriage or was going through all that stuff. I think it was your Sarah or Mary was saying like how Pam started out as strong and then she starts to slip. Oh, Sarah. Okay, and, and yeah. this is the one that I, you see Pam's crazy yeah. eyes. That's like this yeah. is coming to the. This is like another climax another, of what I was talking about. Yeah, this is like another mm-hmm. step on the way down. She's like, and it it continues throughout this season and into the next. Yep. Right. It's like four. And and Bobby, it, Bobby flat out says, "Pam, this is becoming an obsession." Mm-hmm. Like he just told her, and she was just like, she got real defensive, mm-hmm. but right. she knows it's true. Hey. He's not wrong. She she basically can't stand to hear the baby cry. It it it's like it cuts through her like a, a knife through warm, a warm knife through butter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, she said, I just want what's best. That's weird too, because I wonder how long has it been now since her miscarriage? A while. Well, not maybe, maybe while. six, six oh, months. Yeah. Cool. It's, yeah, it's like, okay, sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't say I'll but you're like a good. Ooh, it's been a while. I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
No, it, I'm going to maybe even less than that, because I was trying to figure out how old um, baby John was, because right. just by the way he was looking in the scene and he maybe was like six, seven months old. Five, yeah. Did we say so like six that, months for fraternity test? Yeah. So he's five to six months old because... Five or six months old, There's, right? Because in another, if you want to cut this out as a spoiler, in another episode coming up, like this first or second one after this, he's teething, and Sue Ellen mm. yeah. on okay. his gums. He just—he's just a big baby with a lot of goddamn hair, so it's hard to tell. You should have seen but, my um, pictures when I was three and a half months old. My mom had my hair clipped back with a barrette. Wow, <laughs> yeah. I had a lot of hair, but I was like a crazy whopper. But, um, but I would say, so if it's only been, so she miscarried after baby John was born, is yes. that correct? Yeah. It, I think, yeah. It was probably, so it's like, been maybe. Yeah. Eight? She miscarried in the one when Bo and, uh, Bo and Luke Duke, yeah. I mean, so the mittens it's been, were, uh, okay. it's maybe been two or three months yeah. since she miscarried. So girl's still in a mess. That, in, she's in a fa- mess. So she's still got the In fact, it hasn't, mm-hmm. it's been, it hasn't been long enough mm-hmm. since that episode because, Bobby gets a postcard from Luke in this episode. The first of two postcards he gets before Luke is never mentioned again. But and this is the weird thing when you when you guys said that um, Pam like couldn't stand to hear the baby cry. This I don't know why my mind went to this, but I was like, baby cries. She was pregnant all long ago. Does that make her lactate? No. My milk came in after I miscarried. Okay. At twelve weeks though. Wow. But it didn't like it wouldn't come back. But it it wouldn't come back. Like it came in once, once. and it was done. Okay. And I don't think it would have come back with a baby crying. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. I just I I didn't know. That, that would be yeah. Some, biology more, is weird, man. The more you know. <laughs> that would be some funky yeah. milk. I mean, I do I do have a question though. Um, it is milk. After Josh said that about the leak writing the letter, I just thought about that. Do you think that was kind of a filler scene a little bit? Do you think that they threw that in to give you the parallel between Luke was there when Pam had her miscarriage to make you remember and then oh, you see her craziness? Yeah, because why would they just throw that yes. random postcard in from Luke on this episode? They're trying to show that, remember what happened? Pam's must get a fucking nut job. And it also right. served to remind that Bobby was acted like wanting to be a father. Yeah. Wanted to be a parent. Yeah. And she said, You sure did miss that boy. And Pam, Pam yeah. is wanting to be a, a parallel here is Pam is wanting to be a mother to someone else's child. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, Luke, mm-hmm. Luke was obviously not Bobby's child, so he was trying to. So it's just showing the parallel mm-hmm. of that too. So the yearning for parenthood. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was a very yeah. active evening at South Fork. It kind of reminded me of um, the All in the Family episode when uh, Gloria and Mike got in a fight in the middle of the night and it woke the whole house and everybody was fighting with everybody all night long. It was just, this was a loud, loud evening at South Fork. Um, so where, where are we going? Now? Oh, they are uncapping section 40. I know. I got a little teary eyed. <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, sorry for Ellie. Miss Ellie looks very wistful. So shall we drink? Yes. Oh, and she's very pissed off. Yeah. Drink twice. She's so mad. Mm-hmm. Where's that horse whip and that shotgun out of the hall closet? Mm-hmm. And she is placing all the blame on Jock. She's like, oh, you yeah. fucked up JR. You did it. It is your fault. I'm blaming you. And Jock is you like, instilled really? in him. You instilled in God him the desire it. for greed and money, money and, power. and power. And he's like, 
He tries to deflect. I love when he tries to comfort her and puts his hand on her arm and she goes and yanks her arm away from him. No, she's like, and and struggling with the door to that stupid convertible truck thing. I got it, Jock. I was like, oh my god, she's pissed off. Oh yeah, Yeah, she's. If she if she really wanted to show him how pissed she was, she would have jumped over the thing and not even opened the door because there was no top on the thing. I feel like Miss Ellie would have had maybe some trouble doing that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. but she was so pissed it wouldn't have mattered. She would have just mm, gone on, on momentum. Just yeah. And did they just drive by? Did they just drive by and honk and wave at Ray and, and talk about his, excavating his leg? Yeah, just to, yeah I, just to let you know he started on his house. He started on his house. Yeah, I put useless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't hear any honking away. Useless setup scene. Like, what the hell? I put useless goes, setup scene narrated by Jock because he he it is a useless setup scene narrated by mm-hmm. Jock. Mm-hmm. But it is like they. It's like oh hey Ray has started his house. Yeah. Do 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 do. Ray's like hey. <laughs> That's what I like about the show is that they will plant little storyline seeds that begin as what yeah. we think are useless filler scenes, but. Then we'll know they a little turn while. Into yeah. something. They're they're not useless in the writer's eyes because they know where they're going. But to us, it's we're sitting there going, "Okay, that yeah. was stupid." They just drove by and it's right. not useless. And, mm-hmm. and can we comment on Jock's um, leather jacket that looks like the leather on my couch that I had when I was little? It is, I mean, it is the thinnest leather leather ever. Or is it pleather? I was noticing that it just looks cheap, but it's like it does natural rawhide or something like it's not even. <laughs> Did he? Did they get that jacket at the same place that Wardrobe went to get Alan Beam's at suit? The store, maybe. The, the store. The store. <laughs> at the store, and then they went to the bar, and then ate at the restaurant. <laughs> they went. They went to the men's section of the store, and they got the jacket and the. Like, they the were suit. having a sale at the store. The suit with the, the chain with the chain on it. Yes, I hate that. Hate it. So, so Ray's starting Ray's starting to build his house. So Yeah, or, and that, you know, that storyline gets better to me. I like that part of yes. when it starts going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll, That's a thing. All right, so now we're Ewing Oil. Bobby, Jock, and Von Leland are waiting for JR, and Jock is pissed. And fill fill our scene with with JR walking in and uh, Kristen being at the outside desk Kristen's and like, warning He's him. in your office. They all are. He's in your yeah, office. He's you- like Oh fuck! Yeah. Let's just <laughs> leave that? and go to the condo so we can screw. Ugh. Yeah, he's like, Ugh. I don't like, like you can just tell on his face, like I don't want to, I don't want to deal with any of this. God damn it! Does Von Leland look like an oil slick or some sort? He just looks. So he looks like a villain. He looks I, like a villain her, from yeah. with a twirly mustache. Easy use. Yeah, like he should have a twirly mustache. One hundred percent. I don't like Mommy Lynn. He creeps me out. Yeah, yeah. But poor Dennis Patrick died in a fire. That's uh, terrible. A fire? Yes. A fire. God yes. damn it. When? Jesus, I'm sorry, Von Leland. Well, when actors are creepy as shit and they're not really like that in real life, they're damn good actors that just never got the, right. the, uh, the accolades they deserve. And then they all seem to have died awfully. And, and that makes me feel yeah, bad. Yeah, like Guzzler. Okay. We did. Like yeah, yes. and, and do you know who, and do you know who's still alive who are the literally the senior citizens of the show and the age-wise the matriarch and patriarch are william smithers and priscilla pointer are still alive in the what? Priscilla yeah. Pointer. Uh, jeremy wendell what? and rebecca what? wentworth 
Re- Rebecca Wentworth? I thought she was dead. Also- she's still alive? She's still alive. She's Amy Irving's mother. In real life? Priscilla Pointer yes. is still alive? I believe, yes. yes she, she was is. in A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3. I thought she had passed, I too. Her. I, oh. too. I don't know who that is. Nope, she is alive oh, and kicking, as is William Smithers. Yeah, I totally thought she was dead. Oh, she is. How old is she? 96. <laughs> Whoa. Damn, yeah. Whoa, she is 96. You go, Priscilla. And William Smithers is alive, too. Wow. Who's William Smithers? Jeremy Wendell. <gasps> Jeremy Wendell is goddamn so alive? He is. Oh, he would kick the bug out a long Holy time ago. Shit. He came on the um, the Ultimate Dallas Forum several years ago. Uh, I mean, like, and I thought he died. It was a punk. It was Punk Anderson that died. William Smithers is ninety-two, so he's a little younger. I want to like, I want to send him like a card because that's amazing. Nineteen twenty. Priscilla Pointer, you want to send her? Yeah, I do want to send her a a card too because that she's also in the room. William Smithers, his birthday, his birthday's coming up in July. He will be ninety-three. He's sending a card from the Dallas podcast. I think. We should, should. yeah. I feel the thing about him is he looked old 30 years ago, 35 years ago. But he's how old now? William Smithers? He's only 92. Yeah, but his grandkids have to get him on the same with us. Yeah, he's (laughs) going to be 93 in July. Oh, that's coming up. William's Mm -hmm. Priscilla Pointer is Amy Irving's mother. And I Amy, did not know that. Amy Irving was married to Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. So Priscilla I I is know that. Priscilla is the grandmother of their child, Max Spielberg, who is thirty. And Amy Irving was in Carrie, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I'm almost was, positive that's Also, uh, what does she play? She was in an episode of. I know she was on Law and Order SVU. She played somebody who. Uh, I think she had multiple personality disorder. No, no, she was on House. I'm sorry. Oh, she was, I watched House. She was on actually. House, and she—I think she was. She was an author who had lost her son in an accident, and she—he kept coming to her as a hallucination. They based her kind of—I want to say on on uh, Harry Potter author. Author, help me out here. J.K. Rowling. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Priscilla, Priscilla Pointer was also in Mommy Dearest. She was de- transphobic? Priscilla <laughs> no. Pointer was also in, in Mommy Dearest. I love Mommy Dearest. Who is she? She was in Mommy Dearest, and she was in Twilight Zone, the movie, which had that tragic she accident. Yes. Killed actor Vic Morrow and two, two children. Mm-hmm. What? And two children. Yeah. Wait, yes. wait, wait, wait. Yeah. yeah, yes. Who was she in Mommy Dearest? Which was actually directed by Steven Spielberg, and he ran off set. <gasps> Ooh. That's that's the Hollywood gossip on that. Ooh. Huh? What? Ah, so, so have, have you seen Twilight Zone the movie? Yeah, it's been a long time. Okay, so there's there is um one there's like three different short stories that are in mm-hmm. the movie, and one of the short stories is about this guy who's really racist, and he's like just spouting just am. Like things about black people and anti-Semitic stuff and like just the awful things. And then he's transported into all these places where he is in the position of the people he's being racist against. And in one of the things he's he's sent to Vietnam and he's in like a field with these two children. 
And the director, I learned about this in like my first film class. The director, there's like a helicopter that's supposed to be coming lower and lower and lower to like get them. And um, the director was directing it lower and lower and lower. And supposedly it just got too low and just lost control and beheaded all three of them. Okay. The kids were like 12 years old. Yes. Vic Morrow died. And supposedly the rumor, the Hollywood rumor mill has it. And I don't know if it's true or not that it was actually Steven Spielberg who was directing that segment. (gasps) And he just like ran off the... But he ran away and never took like any sort of responsibility um, Fuck this. Yeah. responsibility for the situation oh my god and someone else took it and there was a director who actually like had to go to court about it um you know where it happened was indian dunes nope. near santa clarita where linda gray lives santa clarita wow santa clarita diet I love that. Yeah. Santa Clara. Okay. That is crazy. I did not know that. That is terrible. It's a good movie, too. You should totally watch it. Because the, everybody's in it, including, like, you can see that scene. They just cut it before the people get killed. Oh That's all that they kept that scene. I know. I know. But, it's kind of like watching... It's kind of like watching the crow and being like, is this the scene that Brandon Lee mm-hmm. almost was killed? That was killed in? Um, I don't know. I did just check out on Wikipedia that Amy Irving also was in Law & Order SVU as well as House. I knew I had seen her oh. on there. I just forgot. <laughs> What's Priscilla's last name? Know. Pointer? Pointer. Pointer. Like this. I'm a pointer. I'm pointing at you. The Pointer Sisters? Ah, One of them just died. You had me at Pointer Sisters. (laughs) One of the Pointer Sisters just died. Was it Bobby or something like that? Or oh yeah, one of them did. Bonnie, Bonnie, maybe Bonnie Pointer. Last week. All right. So So we're in we're in the office with Uh, Jr. Walks into uh, to this wonderful scene. I love how Jock just Jock has his own office, but he likes to take over. Be, sit behind JR's desk to mm-hmm. put JR in his place. He's like, hey, I'm in this office now. I and love that. He's like, yeah. I'm going to sell these oil leases for 75 cents on a dollar. But you can't do that. Shut up, JR. Shit. Sit down and shut up, JR. Shut your mouth, boy. That almost has the yep. essence of, I brought you into this world. I can take you out. What I love about this, and this is like the beginning of the rest of the episode, and I was really paying attention to this. Larry Hagman was directing this episode. He made JR so weak in this episode. Mm-hmm. And more than one, Larry. yeah. And not only did he make JR really weak in this episode, like by showing mostly in this scene. So in this scene, Jock stands up, then Bobby stands up, JR is sitting down the whole episode. That's interesting. Or in the whole scene. And when and he then, got there to sit down, there was no room for him, and he like had to move stuff to make himself yeah, a place. It was yeah. real obvious. Yeah, you think he did that? Not only that, there's so he, he's making. J- oh, of course, he did. He yes. made Jr. squirm because mm-hmm. later in the episode, something happens, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. the lower Jr. is, it emphasizes his high points. True, but I think that Larry really but, likes to play with Jr. and mm-hmm. his weaknesses. And right. He, yeah, you know and, something. Uh, and also, when bringing him lower, just adds to the emotion later in the episode when something happens. Yeah, that as well, as well. But I, I love that. And not only does he do that throughout the episode, he really makes he plays on Jared's weakness, but he also shows Jock is just 
magnificent. Every shot of Jock is like this, like Jock is just like looking up at Jock, like he's like the camera, yeah. the camera like is shooting from, from a lower angle yes. to yeah. to make him godlike. That is yes. something I've noticed about. And remember at the beginning, I was like, I just love it. Every episode Larry directed, one thing I noticed from like now through all the other episodes he directed, he did a lot of stuff where he he zoomed in on like Linda's face and her eyes and mm-hmm. stuff because he knew mm-hmm. that her eyes were like expressed. Yeah. He he knew where her ass, he knew where her assets were and those were the eyes because they yeah. express, express, express. So, and made Jim Davis look like a god. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just he he did a really good job in this episode. He, I think. Yeah. We should keep a running. There's li- one exception. There's one exception. I'll bring it up when it comes up. We should keep a running <laughs> list of his episodes that he directs. Yeah, I think just, we should. I think we should keep a list of the of any of the episodes that any of the actors direct. Okay, For sure. I'm gonna because start this one right all here. Have their own little creative niche. Mm-hmm. Like Larry's was focusing on. Features and like people who like glorifying them almost. Mm-hmm. And the one that Mary, glorifying their, their and the their one that Mary part. Crosby directed. Uh, no, just kidding. <laughs> just, I was like, what? what? <laughs> but it shows it shows like their their um, high moments, and it yeah. also shows the characters' weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And then it also shows he was really also there for the comedy mm-hmm. at the end of the episode. Yeah, there's a really couple old. places that made me giggle, like, but he yeah. did his own little, little you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. for sure. I think I wrote every one of them down because I love when he acts silly like that. It makes me laugh. It's it makes like me smile. Reminiscent of Major Nelson, it really is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. And it reminds me of scenes where he'll improvise little bits to his lines yeah. even mm-hmm. when he's not directing <laughs> like the line when where Su- sue ellen said that thing about what was it well you should have you should have adopted me instead of marrying me and it was like a, what what or the one when he's walking away uh, downtown after me and goes, ah, oh, something about a lot and of he money was all, he's talking to himself and yeah. goes, that's a hefty little sum of money i like that <laughs> <laughs> he, makes, he makes me giggle. Oh yeah, larger than so. Va- so Vaughn says he'll round up, try to round up buyers by Friday. So Friday is essentially D Day in Dallas, right? And Doc episode. is going to sell them for seventy-five cents on a dollar, Daddy. You can't do that. He's, he's like, he's just cutting his losses sit down to get and Shut up, Jr. He's yeah, he is. He is cutting his losses to get out. That's a lot. And, I love when he puts him in his place. I really love that. You hear the story about how Jim Davis did all these roles in his career, and then it was Dallas late in life where he finally found his recognition and his mark and really hit on something that was a gold mine for him. Yeah. Long live the patriarch. Yeah. Ewing. <laughs> so Jock wants the cash to prevent the drilling on South Fork. And he goes talks about um, being a crapshoot, and we don't play craps with South Fork. Yeah, you don't gamble with South Fork. They need cash flow immediately. And when they all leave the office, JR's like, yeah, fuck it, I'm going to go to the Cattleman's Club and get drunk now. Goodbye. He put his, he put uh-huh. his tail oh, between yeah, his, his legs. And he's going to go ahead. Tail, I wrote that too. Tail between yep. his legs just slunk <laughs> out. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to go get drunk. Goodbye. He's going to go hang out like, with George, George the bartender. Kristen's like, when are you coming George back? And he's like, ah. 
I don't know. I don't know. What I'm wasting. All right, we're George. Goodbye. <laughs> we'll talk to George. And, we'll hang out and with George, George at the Cattleman Club disapproves of JR's drinking without eating. Yeah, yes. he's yeah. like, you he's can like, tell. In his he's face. like, he's you just gonna like, eat? High five, George. He's like, you gonna stay for lunch, <laughs> Mr. Ewing? He's like, I got my lunch right here, George. This is a liquid diet, George. I learned my lesson Friday before last. You gotta eat before. You should eat. Always yes. eat. Hey, last Friday I was pretty good, but Friday before last. <laughs> so who comes in yeah. to Cattleman's Club? Except Bobby. 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 And he kind of tries to apologize. Mm-hmm. It's like an apology, like brotherly and JR apology. JR says, you're, you're too good to be rich. You're yeah. Too- yeah. He's like, he's, Wait, which is a weird comment. He's half in uh, the bag. I mean, means- JR is a functioning alcoholic. So for him to be That's true. drinking. Half yeah. in the bag. So is I that, like does that. that. Does that half mean that if JR is to be understood correctly, you basically have to be an asshole to be rich? Right. That's what that's that's like his I think his whole motivation. Be yeah. an asshole because like, I have to do that. That's yeah. fine. And he delivers yeah. he delivers a line in this scene that is Next. gonna be repeated often during the mm-hmm. rest of the series. What does he say? Bobby, as far as I'm concerned, I'm an only child. Right. <laughs> yeah. He like you can you can think that, JR, but it doesn't he, make it so. Right. Yeah. Right. That's like saying, did your parents have any kids that lived? You know, I mean, and just Bobby's like, like, okay, <laughs> peace. I'm gone. Peace out. Yeah. Peace out, yo. Peace out, motherfucker. Yeah. Peace out, yo. We're off to the DOA. Mm-hmm. And I the said, DOA. Mm-hmm. Where Sue Ellen's like, the Caddy Society. <laughs> She's obviously I'm gonna the Caddy Society. Yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and say it because you know I'm the one that's going to say this, but she walks in with that big fucking fur around her neck. <laughs> right? It looks like it's like an animal strangling her. Yeah, what, what, what is like, with, it, that, with that oversized like scarf around her neck? It looks like a white fox has strangled her mm-hmm. and left his tail. Yeah. It's like some giant stuff. puffy scarf yes. thing, right? Yeah. This fox, yeah, this fox ran up and wrapped itself around her neck and then went to sleep. Basically. It's, <laughs> it's like a cashmere <laughs> scarf, but then at the ends of it are this white fox tail. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, she's got them like up so high. It's like, I didn't even get past the scarf part to look for the tail. I'm just going, what the hell is that piece of crap? It missed the tail. It's the thing coming down her boob. It's like, I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God. And I said, I, like, I feel like this is her. This is her coming out. Like, okay, I'm I wrote going that. out society again. I'm getting up. Get up. I wrote that down. I said, this is her coming out. Yeah, because everybody's like, oh my God, look who it is. It's Sue Ellen. And uh, she's like, oh God. These and she walks oh, in Lord. and it's like, well, shit, how y'all do? What are y'all doing? It basically. <laughs> well, well, well. Well. <laughs> it's me, Sue Ellen. She's, she's so excited to be there. She's like, ooh, who's the speaker? And they're like, Cliff Barnes. She's like, fucking God damn it. Who, like, who, well. is this, who is this guy that canceled? Damn it, like, damn it, damn it. I am sick. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Peace out, yo. Like, oh, weird. I gotta go. And she walks out yeah. in the hall, and there he is, and she's like, pretend he's not there. Pretend he's not there. Tunnel vision. She could <laughs> have. Ignoring him, ignore him. And he's she like, could so have like, turned and swerved. her arm, and she's like, she could have. Mm-hmm. She totally could have turned and swerved and dodged, but she was But like, she did. Oh, I, said, nope. I said, oh, look, it's uh-huh. Cliff. Cue the sax sex music. <laughs> Right, the the weird Suellen, the, the they have that as Suellen's music now, and it's just like the weird, sexy, drunk Suellen music, and I don't think it's appropriate, and I hate it. No, I no, just hate it. no, not now. There, there was a release. I found it online. It's a lot of the 
Dallas instrumental themes, background themes that are out mm-hmm. there somewhere, and I have it on my iPod. So I could I could put on the uh, you know as you like the, the, the driving changes. music, the car music, yeah. and <laughs> nice. I want that. That's funny. Oh yeah. I want that when I drink. Just have like a glass of bourbon and be like, <laughs> 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 I'm gonna send y'all a TikTok. Oh my god, we should. <laughs> we should do a TikTok for sure. Crazy. Now y'all are gonna get one tomorrow night, and you're not gonna expect it. it's gonna be like you might get a damn TikTok with the sex music. How's that? <laughs> I want it. It'll be like it'll be a random like nine forty nine, and I'll be like, I have TikTok, and I look at TikTok, but. What is the purpose of TikTok? I don't know. I don't ever pose it as It's just for fun. It's to make our lives more interesting. So Sue Ellen is told to meet Cliff at his apartment at 3 p.m. tomorrow. Right. And, and she's uh, massively confused because... Um, yeah, because she's like, she's he's like, meet me, meet me. And she's like, no. And then and then he's just like, meet me in my apartment. And she doesn't say no. So I guess that means, yeah, I don't. Right. She, she's going to show she up. She needs to s- discuss it over the crib of baby John. Little John. Little John. That's so weird to me. She has like conversations with him. Like, okay. She's like, I I'm saw so your dad. Saw- like, Does she want him to sit up and say, it's okay, mom? Like, he's not going to talk <laughs> yeah, right now. Like the baby's going like, to sit up and talk to her. So I, I want to see him. I want to see him sit up, his head spin around, and pea soup come flying out, and hit her in the mouth. <laughs> but she's like, "I saw your daddy today," and my first thought was, "But you don't know." Yeah, you don't know if that is. You don't know. You don't know she thinks she knows. She think. I yeah. think she she just assumes it's Cliff's because she'd been sleeping with Jr. for so goddamn long, and Cliff for such a little time. That she's just assuming that it's Cliff's baby. Yeah, she was like, but yeah, she had to time, assume Jr. was shooting blind after all these years. At this, well, if you press you yeah. your seat a little too thin, that's what tends to happen. Ah, uh, but so at the same time, I feel earn. I feel like at the same time, she knows who the baby's father is. She just doesn't want to. Like she, I feel like she knew from the first time she saw him, she was like, oh my God. And she's trying to maybe, 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 I think she's so confused. Play it off in she her mind, just, like, okay, we're just going to pretend know. that JR's not your daddy. We're going to, we're going to say that Cliff's your daddy today. I think she's just confused. Yeah, I don't no. think she knows anything just, for sure. I don't think she, she, I, she doesn't know how she feels or how anybody feels. She's just like, oh, just no, 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 no. she's just kind of like, <laughs> I don't know. She and when she know. said earlier episode that she doesn't know if she really wants to know for for, for real, yeah, yeah, that to me is going to make her even crazier. At least this way she can put closure on it. And he ever maybe right. it is. And then he walk yeah. he walks in the room and tells her to pick up the child. And she's like, "You're such a good parent. you pick him up. You're, yeah, you're good. Dad. Yeah, she's like, you pick him up. And this it's is like, basically uh, the, this is basically the other night part two, continuing later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you do it. No, you do it. No, you do it. No, you do it. No, you do it. She walks out, and he was like, "Yeah, he's like, uh, yeah, he's like, that's not how you come a baby, jackass." But I mean, this is J.R. Ewing, so yeah. J.R.'s way of calling a baby is is Mrs. Reeves. Come in here. He doesn't know anything about babies. He's nothing. Yeah, no idea. I mean, that that was my whole thing. You know, when when he. Basically, when he got Lucy, 
back on South Fork, taken away from her mother as a baby. What was the purpose of that? It's not like he was going to sit in the nursery with her. Give me a break. Mm-mm. Right. He just he, wanted to have I control over something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We're at the part where JR uh, and Alan B. Yeah, they're on, the they're on uh, what is it, Farm Road 27 again? Yeah. Couldn't they change it up a little bit, maybe to Farm Road 28, or, you know, just so they're not in the same spot? Because it could be predictable. Maybe that's their favorite spot. They like to, like, go and make out. You never know. <laughs> JR and Alan Beam having... Yeah, it's like the lost, the lost like, plot point. No, I want to know how, how Mrs. Reeves got to be so wonderful with children. Did she, was she like a, did she have children of her own? Was she like nasty in Some, bed or something like that? Or? Oh my, that does not make a mother. I mean, I, that doesn't make any sense. I am a, a, a professional au pair is like just a, is a skill set. Like I've, I've been babysitting since I was 12. And Do you think she had kids of her own though? It's possible. Did you say you were an au pair? No, I said I was. I've been a baby. I was a babysitter from the time I was twelve. Okay. Like, but okay. being a professional au pair takes skills. But, so I want to discuss uh, just momentarily here, as we're a little filler that we can put in here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Jr. meets on the um, Farm Road Twenty Seven. We're going to call it. And yeah, mm-hmm. there Cliff is running out of money, and he is. Jr. says. Jr. is fine with says, that. Yep finish it up that's it and we're gonna pull the plug on this campaign and Mm -hmm. let's go back to the fashion department and talk about we talked about jock's cheap pleather jacket there and let's talk about alan's suit with the chain again (laughs) 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 he can keep that ugly suit on as long as it covers up the rug and that stupid chain that he has across there what the friggin' Right. He's trying he's trying to look fancy and it does kind of looks cheap. And that's just who Ellen is as a person. Uh, right. Think. And I think because it's Smithfield and Bennett, and eventually we're gonna meet Bennett, and I think Bennett has does the pipe and everything too. And uh <laughs> was it yeah. Kyle Bennett, was it? Uh, I don't Yeah, we're not we're not Sorry. there yet, but um so that was basically just an update on Cliff Scene. And it's what you're seeing more now of from the writers is how they they have the main storyline, but they want you to remember that other things are going on. So they just throw in what seems like filler, but mm-hmm. it's kind of but it's, it's, it's moving the story it's nudge, along. It's nudging it along to where yeah, where they want. it's time go. for them to have a major scene. Yeah, right. It, you have something boils while something else is percolating, and then when the boil simmers down at one. Her- the, percolating yes then the other percolating one goes to reaches full boil and it's it's right. always a pot reaching boil while another one is coming down so separate beakers Ooh. beaker bork, 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 bork. so we, we have the exterior of dr elby's office again with sue ellen's uh, wagon sarah that's your cue fucking wagon yeah and we go in we go inside. Sue Ellen doesn't think she can handle any more pain, and Dr. Elby also brings up Dusty. Where the hell is Dusty? Steven. Dusty. At a, I feel like at a distance, Dust, Dusty's been sort of like left. He no one's been 
Suans hasn't been. Is he, is he like flailing in the wind somewhere, just kind of chilling? Yeah. I, I call Dr. Yeah. LB Captain Obvious. <laughs> Captain Obvious. Yeah. He was Captain Obvious. He's like, I don't know, Let's talk about your dependency next time. He's not, gi- oh, I he's know, not I giving that. her any answers. She, she thinks she's just going to go to him no. and he's going to just go, oh, well. well he she, wants him to tell her it's okay. He's not going can, to. He's like, you have to do right. it yourself. He's not. Yeah. Can I? Can I put right. this out there though? Um, yeah. Has any? Who else has been to therapy? Me. I'll take Mr. the rapist for five hundred dollars. You'll take the rapist for. Okay, thank you, Mr. Connery. Um. Well. Play tits you, now. <laughs> that's let it snow. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's a French expression. All right, I'll stop. So I'd like to see late tits now. (laughs) So when you go to therapy, you can't, it's not like going up to somebody and being like, Hey, give me all the answers about living life because I need, I need advice. What they, they give you tools. And if there's any naysayers out, if you guys, if there's any listeners out there who are like, I've never been to therapy, there's nothing wrong with me. Well, maybe there isn't anything wrong with you, but Therapy is kind of cool because you discover, yeah, you discover things that you didn't even know were wrong, and you, when you discover those things, you want to make them better or improve the things you're already doing right. No, I'm, and I'm someone that couldn't really not continue that cycle Mm -hmm. for future generations. And I'm someone that really couldn't get into the whole therapist thing because I have this mindset that they're paid by the hour you're just another yeah. client at the end of the hour they're they don't have a vest vested interest because they move on to the next person your hours up pretty much mm. and you pretty much know what they're going to tell you then, right then you then you need a new therapist no, just, that you click with it better i just could never get that mindset out of my head about therapists in general and I, you, I would because, I'm because some, you can't trust I'm them someone that feels more comfortable you have a, you have problems with trust Josh. i'm someone that's more comfortable <laughs> that would be talking to someone that I know that has a vested interest in me. Well, I agree with that. I do. But, but that is true. Would- the problem is, is that person that you're, that you're talking to are not professionals and they, they're not going to be able to like deal with what you're telling them in a professional manner. Okay. It's, it's a different concept. It's, they're in that field to help you. They just, but that's their job. So their job, they get paid to do a job. Right. But I that's, get the that, hourly that, thing. That's my, that's my turn off is, oh, someone's getting paid to hear me talk. And I just I love like, it. Eh. Right. Because, because, they because they're like you. a professional. They're there. They want to help They're you. there to help you. They're there to hear you and say like, and give you okay, coping, I hear what you're saying to me. Yes, coping, coping skills. skills. And you know what? I love it. I feel every fucking second of that hour up. I don't shut my fucking mouth the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I get my money's worth. I get my $140 guys, worth. Have you ever done or heard of EMDR therapy? I have heard of that. I heard it's really interesting. What is it? yes. Electro it's or what? Yeah, kind of. It's, oh, it's no. eye, eye movement desensitization. Yes. Oh, I thought something. it involved electros or something there. Kind of. You you have these paddles put in your hands and they vibrate and I've had it done several, several times and honestly it changed my life. What it does is you ha- you go to the, the counselor, the, the doctor, and you say, hey, I've got this issue that's really, really bothering me. They talk you through it. 
They take a bunch of notes. Um, you basically tell them everything about it. They take a bunch of notes. They put these paddles in your hand, in one in each hand, and then they read back all of the notes they've taken to you. So you basically have that scenario in your head. And the doctor says, I want you to work with that, please. And they turn on the paddles and they go, in your hands and you're like, okay, vibrate, vibrate. And then she'll shut them off. And when they turn off, that's when you start talking about the first thing that pops into your head. That's weird. It's kind of cool actually, because. Does it work? I mean, yeah. I've heard amazing things. I have friends who've done do it, it and it's got them past trauma from like being yes. sexually molested. Yes. You retain and, like all those things. Yes. It gets you past you it. You retain the memory, but you, the trauma goes away. Like you remember, the trauma goes you away. Remember yeah. what happened, but it's not debilitating. So if anybody ever gets a chance to do EMDR therapy, I highly recommend it because it's not a bunch of bullshit. It is awesome. I wonder if insurance covers it. I have heard, I have it not does. done it, but I have, but I've heard all the things. Insurance covers yeah. it because I went to one who charged me my regular copay. Okay. It's awesome. I and I highly it. recommend it. It's part of cognitive behavioral therapy. It's just, you know, I had some shit that was really, really bothering me at one point, And now it's just like, it's <laughs> cool. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. You know, even my, my parents noticed a difference. And they live miles away, but they said there was a difference in how I talk. Nice. Good. So it works. I recommend. JR is asking Jock to look for... Um, talk to Vaughn and get an extension so and not sell the leases right away because you know maybe the well will come through or this or that and Jock goes this is your mess and I'm gonna clean it up and I'm not yeah. taking no favors from anybody and I put he's right. about to get he's a red foreman foot in his ass <laughs> yeah who right he's so pissed red foreman from that 70s show oh that oh it's yeah the, the one where the the dad on that 70s show. Oh, and mm-hmm. I'm going to put a foot in your ass. Okay. And the, and yeah, the three time yeah. rapist, Danny Masterson. I saw We're not that. About I can't even. Masterson. I can't even. Yep. We're not going to mention his name. We're talking about Red Foreman. Right. Red Foreman. Okay. Right. A foot in every ass. 2020, Red Foreman. <laughs> so JR goes in his office. He pulls out the files. One's blue, one's red. Is that a red file? Oh, the red file. Is that yeah. the red file? <laughs> oh. What? I yeah. didn't notice that, but probably. He get, it's like before he calls Hank, he goes over there and he's like going to the thing and he pulls out two files. He pulls out a red file and a blue file. And I was like, is that the red file? That's not the red file. That got burned. It's, okay, that's what I thought. So I was like, what was it? It's a, a new, new red, red file. file. It's, it's a new red hidden, file. Uh, it's, a, it's a MacGuffin. Far East Asian. It's, he always has a red file. red file. Right. I got he the got, red he file gets right Hank, here. He gets Hank Johnson on the phone. And he, he wants to make sure J- Jock is out of the office. And he wants. Damn it, Sam. He starts Where blasting. Hank, I want this well in by Friday. I want that. Or, we, or we're going to lose the leases. And Ewing Oil will, you will not be, you'll be out of a job and you won't be working. Ewing Oil will not have the leases. And blah, yeah. Hey. JR is getting he very. He's, he's, getting, he's getting frustrated. Yeah, he's like, we have to strike well by Friday. Like, that's it. Like, we have to. Right. Right. Meanwhile, this is Lucy sliding sorry, down the banister when even. she's eight years old. What? Is she what? 20, how is she? 19, 20 now? She's like, with the mentality, of, with the mentality of an eight-year-old. Still getting grounded. 
I just wanted to punch her in the face when she stood down the rail. Yeah. You, you know, you know, the, yeah. what are you doing? The older men are not working out for Lucy. Men are not working out. Why doesn't she just go here. lesbian with Muriel? You know? Uh, Muriel's right there with her. <laughs> maybe she would have had right. better luck. Maybe she would have had better luck with Muriel. Because it's not a choice, not a I choice. guess. Maybe she would have had better luck I mean, with Muriel. You know, I don't know. It's not a choice. It's not a choice. But she slides down the railing, and who comes in the house? Pam, with stuff for the baby. Baby, 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 baby. A lot baby. of stuff for baby John. Little, jo- little had, John, yeah. yes. And they had a sale where? At the store. The, the store. store. At store. <laughs> they had a huge sale at the store. So I'm I'm picturing this store, and there's a section for there's a section with Jock's jacket, mm-hmm. Alan yep. Beam's suit with the chain, Sue Ellen's furs, Lizzie's what? jewelry, right, <laughs> right, the, right, ba- baby stuff, ba- baby stuff for re- for re- and baby, baby, baby stuff. stuff for Rita Briggs, and maybe a shoe department, okay. and Pam, and a makeup oh, yeah, section, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They fancy it was makeup. Supposed to be based on Neiman Marcus, right? Yeah, I believe well, Neiman so. Marcus is expensive as shit. I saw a person there that cost more than my first four cars combined. <laughs> I yeah, when I saw that. fancy, but also the Ewings are rich, so it doesn't matter. So those things were, and at first, like she was bringing stuff home for the baby, and I was like, well, I would have done that for like my first nephew. Uh, yeah, you know, if I had the money like, to do yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, you know, I would have done yeah, that. Yeah, but this didn't sit well but with somebody. It's, like, it's it's a it's I think just with everything else combined, it seems like maybe she's getting a little too invested. Well, you see Bobby's worry, and then you see her crazy eyes, and so then you're like, uh, she's fucked yeah. right now. Like something's right. about to go down. Right, she's got some crazy She's eyes. About to yeah. Just Ooh, looking at you through those right. crazy eyes. Yeah. Yep. And Bobby's trying to be cool about it. He's like, yeah, like I get he, it. He looks like, yeah. out. Like, he looks no, a little like, no. Oh yeah, God. he's like. Bobby uh, Ewing says, note to self, keep my eye on those crazy eyes. Yeah. Something, something, something's <laughs> off. There. I've got those crazy eyes. You need to keep an eye like on them. For real. Like he's a, he's attracted those crazy eyes, but also like they usually are attracted to those crazy eyes, and then it all comes out. That's true. Yep. That's probably got another six months uh-huh. before he figures it out. <laughs> what? <laughs> he already knows. It's fine. And the one person who's not there to spoil <laughs> this baby is the baby's mother, Sue Ellen, and she. Where is she right, right now? Not giving a fuck. Clifford. <laughs> <laughs> and he's sitting in a chair right next to the door. Baby right daddy. next to the door. Possible baby daddy. I was actually surprised she went, to be honest. I thought yeah. she was going to pop I herself out of it. But, right. She, Mostly because she never said yes is, when she got there. That she was coming. She was like determined to, she was pissed. She's like, you know what? I showed up. I'm going to, I'm going to fucking set him straight. He's going to hear what for out of me. I'm not afraid she, of him anymore. It's, yeah. Yeah, he's not only gonna hear like, what four, what there's gonna be what five, six, seven, and eight going on in this scene. She is going to rip mm-hmm. him a new a hole, <laughs> right? Because in therapy, she was like, I think I will go because I have a thing or two to say That's to what him. She said. And so, these are like things she's been, she's been building up and, for a while. Like, and, okay, and, I'm and gonna go and that. tell she you has, all the she things. She has a few things to say to Cliff. I put that up there when mm-hmm. Dr. Elby said, Yep, well, next time we'll talk about your and, codependency. And this scene starts <laughs> off like the slow, slow. <laughs> Slow furnace, you know, boiling up here. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's how's the how's the baby? The baby's fine, you know. Fine. Well, he's like, is he walking, talking, going to college? You Boy, don't have to play the like, loving father. 
He's fine. And then Cliff starts probing about doctor visits and all. Cause so now and she's like, what? we obviously know that Sue Ellen knows nothing about neurofibromatosis. Okay, I, was, well, I forgot. I couldn't remember. She does. No one knows but Bobby and Pam, right? Okay. Right. Yeah, right. and and she's like, "Why are you asking all these questions? The baby's fine." And obviously, right? She's all weirded out about it. She starts acting like, if, if, "I mean that." I know it's for for story purposes, but that as a mother would have made me go, "Why are you asking these? Like, what? What, what are you getting right. at? What is wrong? What are you not telling me?" But she's just like, I don't know why you're asking all these questions. The baby's fine. I'm getting the hell out of here. Then it starts to swerve here because she starts mm-hmm. going, you're not going to use me to get to Washington. And and he's like, Whoa, what the fuck? Want to talk about <laughs> using. Yeah, they call each other users. She got so worked up in the car on the way over mm-hmm. there. And she went in and just kind of, you know, guns the blazing. She wasn't expecting the return she got back. He was just as mean to her as she was to him. So I think right. that she, and, he put her in her place. I mean, honestly. And, and she's probably also pissed, you know, all the other Ewings are driving these wonderful cars. And what's she driving, Sarah? She's still in the fucking wagon. <laughs> and that's that's a, a, a really significant thing. He was like, you know what, Sue Ellen, I loved you. And she's like, you made love to me. I know. I was like, what? The only time you ever experienced love is when you look in the damn mirror, basically. She's like, no, I mean, you don't, you didn't love me. What did he and call he, her when she was walking up? Parasite? A parasite. That's parasite. horrible. Like, and she, her, he he said she used JR for money and position and she used him for revenge against JR and she's a parasite. Yeah, he, and that's what I said. He strikes a nerve, she strikes him. Yep, that's exactly. And she like is, he, she he is incapable of loving anyone. And then she slaps him like a badass bitch. And she's <laughs> like, you're wrong. Can we get a gift can we get a gift for that and put it next to JR slapping Alan Beam? Yeah. We can do that. But I wanna this is the one point of questionable directing I wanna yes. point out. Because I don't think Sue Ellen is left handed. Oh, I didn't even notice that. See, that's a and she slaps him left-handed just because it makes sense for the camera okay, angle. I'm going to look into that. Damn it, Larry. What the hell? <laughs> and it really <laughs> stuck out to me. She slaps him and she starts to turn around, walk out and she turns around. She goes, you're wrong. I love my son. Right. But she's acting that way and she's so upset because she doesn't know if he's right or not. She's got her feelings she hurt. Worries, yes. she, she, she's worried that he's right. Yep. Which is going to play into her next scene. It which, definitely is. She's going to think about it. Which comes up after JR's little private meeting with that, um, Vaughn, Vaughn the Slick Leland. Yeah. And that's the next scene, isn't it? JR asked for an extension with Vaughn the Slick yeah. And he brings up the... Uh, He's like stall jock, just stall him. The Coburn security like, deal. I said, yeah, stall jock, LMAO. <laughs> and Bond goes, I'm sorry, but I take my orders from Jock Ewing. No, I don't care, you know, JR, I don't care who you are. That your daddy's in calling the shots now. Right. So mm-hmm. Fuck you. You squirted out of your daddy, and he could take you out of this world, and you're going to respect him, and he gets the final say. So if Jock I wants mean, those oil leases sold Friday, 
those leases are going to be sold Friday, and you're not going to come hell or high water. You're not going to pull one over on Daddy on this one because Jock Ewing is pissed. Okay. And I think that's kind of something along the lines of what Jock said to Jr. at one point a couple episodes back, right? He was like. I, something came up and Jock's like, well, I still got an office here, you know, blah, blah. It's almost like JR's like, why the hell are you here? You made me president. Why are you still here? And Jock's like, well, <laughs> obviously, motherfucker, I got to be here. Right. Keep <laughs> an eye on you. You're fucking Thanks, it up. So someone's got to be here to do it. And right. I got to get in between you and Bobby and strike that breaking up the fight pose. Right. Mm-hmm. Now back to Sue Ellen and JR. Sue Ellen's been crying for a while. Yeah. In her room. Because she's been thinking about what Cliff said and it's been hitting home. And she asked JR if, if she's changed. And he goes, well, you still make a nice appearance. And at times you're very pretty. She's trying to be serious. She's like, no, I'm saying, do I use them for my own ends? Do I hurt them? Am I a user? And he's does like, she hurt, does she hurt people? Yes. And he's like, I haven't thought that deeply about you. You are exactly as, yeah, as when he married her. Which is not very comforting. No, so he still thinks that she's an opportunist who married him for his money and shit, even though she's always already told him multiple times she married him because she Mm. loved him. Right. So basically, but I don't think Jr. believes anyone can actually yeah. love him. No, no, he doesn't. No. I, th- I think he he's he's cocky and shit, but he's also so insecure that he doesn't think anybody's gonna love him for him. And it's like, exactly, this, this girl fell for you, and if you weren't such a fucking idiot, you could have had a good life. Right. He probably he's he's got issues trying to seek his parents approval and he probably has a micro penis and he's very very you know i don't i don't know he's got a lot of women lovers i feel like something like that would have made him the laughing stock of dallas already so he probably unless he really knew how to use it (laughs) (laughs) there are there are those gods i mean Work it out, work it out, Daddy. Work it out. Um, oh God, that took a turn. In your own time. That took a turn, man. Out out. So, so Bobby gets a letter from Luke, a postcard. They're living in Montana still, and uh, there's an yeah. ugly. There's apparently an ugly bull on the picture. Right. And I was like, what? Okay. But then the baby cries, and Pam starts to run, and Bobby's like, nope, nope, nope. Leave it alone. Yeah. And Pam's like, no, I'm going. I can't stand to hear that. I can't stand to hear the baby cry. It hurts me. Mm -hmm. And she gets in the room. And, oh, what's going on here, girls? What's going on? Sue Ellen is standing off to the side going... (sighs) Uh, yeah. Should I touch like, him? It, I don't know. I don't know what to do. And she, Pam comes in. She's like, "What the hell?" Basically. You're standing here. Yeah. It's not good to pick up a baby every time they cry. Well, she's right, but at the same time, you can't not pick up a baby when he's crying either. You have to. You can't stand you there and watch to, him cry. But, if you're gonna, if you're gonna do the thing where, like, I know when you put the babies yeah, to sleep at night, sometimes they. They have to cry themselves to sleep at a certain point. Sometimes, you don't go in and stand times, there while they cry. No. And I'm, other times you need right, to. And I know right. That. You make you make the conscious decision at one point going, mm-hmm. tonight's the night we have to let the baby cry 
and they will oh. fall asleep on their own. But yeah, but I do. And it's, you're, it's painful. You're in your room and you're, you're listening to them cry and you want to go, but you know that if you need to, they have to start to pull back at that point. I will say though, yeah. and every mom's not like this, but most moms, if it's your child or your, you know, or even adopted child that you've had and they, you know, you're you bonded. A mother knows every cry. Like I knew when Anthony was mm-hmm. crying because he shit on himself. I knew when he cried because he was hungry. I knew he cried when he was sick, when he had a fever. You start mm-hmm. to learn those cries. And I would just sit there. There are, t- I would there just, are tones to them right there. Just, yeah. And I would just stand outside mm-hmm. the door and I'd be like, and I hated it. But I knew when he was crying just to be an asshole. But he wanted me to come pick him up and rock him to sleep. <laughs> he was a good kid. You know what? All the time. My husband. My husband would like make me not go in. He would, he'd be like, he, he's fine. Like we'd go in, we'd check him. He's fine. He's like, you have to let it go. And like, he would make me walk outside because I had a hard time dealing with the crying. And so he just like, walk outside. Let it be, let it be. And I will say that my kids learned to fall asleep with, I have two boys. One was nine weeks and the other was eight weeks. They were sleeping through the night because of that. Maybe 10 or 12 weeks and Anthony was six weeks. He slept yeah. at least six hours even, at a time, at least. Yeah. Even as a non mom, when I was when I was taking care of yeah. Tyler, like I I put him to bed and he'd start crying for me, and I, I learned this. Like I had to, I, I like went outside the door and I turned the baby monitor on and I'd listen oh, to him check on him well and well well yeah, and I'd listen to him and then within like five minutes he'd get he'd stop crying and he'd be like ah, bah, bah, yeah ah, bah, mm-hmm. they know what they're doing uh, they do. It's in the tone, so it's all in the tone. And then I'd peek back in like a half an hour later, and his little fish mobile would be going, and he'd be like, "Yeah." I'm like, "That's what I thought. You were just you were crying because you were tired. I rocked you for so long, but when when you lost contact, it was like pick me back up. I'm like, no, baby, you need Mm -hmm. to go to sleep. That's exactly. (laughs) That's all it was. Rocked you like a wagon wheel. Oh my god, did. Okay, I know. So uh, this is now we go back to Dr. Elby's office. This is where it all goes down. Yeah, I got in to see him immediately. (laughs) Immediately, emergency. She was there yesterday, right? Or no, that morning. She goes back in. She's like, before going to Cliff's, right? I'm swelling you and get me in. She's upset by what Cliff said. JR is kind of a dick to her, but are we surprised? No, she was there the day before because she went home. JR, yeah. yeah, so okay. And then she goes to see Dr. LB immediately. And I said, I think she's not realizing that she's capable of love. She's angry. She's, she's afraid of her feelings for the baby. Dr. LB tries her to, tells her to try. She's frustrated that she can't be a good mother. And she said, that's the whole reason I came to you a few months ago was because I wanted to be a good mother to my son and we've made no progress. What the hell? She doesn't believe anyone can love her. Right. She has, she, she can't believe anyone could actually care for her. So uh, that might be part of the problem here. And I think, yeah, Cliff calling her the parasite, that really struck the chord. That really, that was the, like, I don't know if he really meant it. I think it was kind of like, he didn't mean it. Dig back at he her. Was, like, he was so hurt that she thought that about him because he actually does care about her a lot. And when she said that, I think that was just him retaliating. When you're in the heat you know? of passion in the battle, you you right. you, you, you right. pull out all the stops. You throw, you know. But then she, but then she thought, oh my god, because she kind yeah. of already believes that about herself. So that really struck home for her. And she says she 
doesn't have a choice. Choice in what? She was being used or, you know, she, she felt she didn't have any choice in her situation. There was also an awkward part in this scene where she's talking and she walks like right in front of the camera and she's adjusting her skirt. And for a second, I thought she was going to take her skirt off in the office of Dr. Elvie. <laughs> ah, well, she he, was twiddling with the front part. Yeah. I, I, I was like, what did she yes. do I was like, what is she doing? Well, he is, he yeah. is, he is the most, he's one of Texas's most, Dallas's most eligible bachelors. And with that hair, but, the hair. Feminist guzzler hair. Guzzler, no, thank you. Gross. No. Gross, gross, gross. Put, let's see, we have, we have, so we have the guzzler, the guzzler hair, the Allen Beam chest. Yeah, it's just, ugh. Ugh. But yeah, she's, he tells her to take a chance on her baby. Yeah. I was like, yeah. why Whitney? You're the mom. <laughs> that scene went on for a little while, and I found it very... Weird? Well, it, yeah. it was weird. It was introspective. It was, you know, it was a lot of emotional issues coming, coming, you know, being dealt with. And she's reaching a point where... She's at the bridge, and she's either going to cross that bridge to her baby, or she's going to fall off the cliff, and that's the end of her. Right? No, yeah, no, yeah. no, no cliff barns, pun intended. There, but <laughs> so now we're back to South Fork, and apparently, little John ate meat today. And Lucy's got bangs. At a boy, at a girl. <laughs> right. And um, in the background, we hear Sue Ellen on the phone looking for. Dusty Farlow. Blah, blah, blah. Dusty Farlow, please. A Dusty Farlow. <laughs> She's like, no, no message. I'll try him again. And, and, I, and I swear when I was little and I heard her say Dusty sometimes, I thought she was saying justice. I don't know why, just the way she said it. Really? Uh, yeah. Justice. Justice. Justice Farlow. <laughs> I had some similar like things that I um, either couldn't say or would forget in the future that I will bring up because just little kids hear things wrong. Yeah, that's why I, <laughs> I, when I was little younger, I thought she was the way sometimes her the way she spoke. I thought she instead of saying dustus, I thought dusty. I thought she was saying justice or something. Justice, <laughs> nice. Justice, 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 justice. Barlow, I like it. Justice, Barlow. So. Justice. Lucy, so Lucy, 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 Lucy. Comes. Lucy's had it. She's Lucy's had it like, with Sue Ellen's bullshit. She's like, guess what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna teach my little cousin how to survive in this family without being loved because y'all don't even realize that he's here. You're kind of shitty, right? Lucy compares Sue Ellen and Jr. to Gal. Gallon, 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 Valley, Gallon, Valley, Val and Gary, many, uh, and Sue Ellen. How many drinks have you had tonight? No. <laughs> Sue Ellen, one, two, three, is just not like she's beside she's herself. Like, excuse like, me, we're I'm sorry, what? Here on South Fork, and Lucy's like, "Are you really? Are you really though? Because it like, doesn't seem like you are. Your physical like being first. is there, but is your? Are you?" Is, any, like is anyone first, home in there? Hello. That's the first Lucy moment of. Yeah. Like Do that again. <laughs> I want more of that Lucy. Honestly. She makes sense. Yeah. She makes that she's like, you're here physically, but you're not here. I know how much, right. I know child, how much kids mean in this family. Yeah. It's like, whoa. your child feels unwanted. 
I have always felt unwanted. So if you're not going to pay attention to your kid, I'll take your kid under my wing and, and we'll like, be the unwanted parents, kids. And, but Sue was like, but your parents loved you. And she's like, I didn't know that until I was like, until 19. now, yeah. she's right. like, so is, is, John, is little John going to have to wait till he's my age to find out that you guys love him? She's like, what the heck? I think that's what, that yeah. is what finally makes Sue Ellen go. <sighs> I think it is too. Cause Sue Ellen's like, oh, holy shit. You're right. Yeah. The child is right. The child. And I'm, and I'm still child. picturing baby Yoda and the Mandalorian here. Yep. I also really like Lucy's bangs. I'm just gonna say it. She doesn't. Nor- <laughs> she's not normally have bangs, and I'm appreciating them. Yeah. But uh, so she lights into her, and I think she's making her think. And then yeah. we cut to this next scene. Is I think Hagman makes Jim Davis look yes. epic. It is just like him and like this glorious, like looking up at him with the sky as the background. And I'm like, God damn it. He loved Jim Davis. He did. And uh-huh. I think you can see, like you said, those parts, you know, that he did this, like this stem directing. Yeah. Right. And the rig is Bobby comes and the rig is going to be brought to section 40. They should be pumping oil in two days. So this deadline is getting close. Something's got to mm-hmm. give. Are they going to get yep. an extension on the loan? No. Are they going to delay the lease, selling of the leases? No. Is the oil going to come in in Southeast Asia? Unknown. Right. Unknown variable. Is that, we don't know it. Is that Derek going to pump oil out of South Fork against Aaron Southworth's wishes for his children and grandchildren and so forth and so forth unknown it's looking more and more like that oil well is going to be tapped on south fork yes so sarah now we are Uh, at this scene where i told you to um remember mm -hmm. earlier we dropped in about the whole thing with jock and ellie riding by or race building his house Bobby and Jock pull in, and lo and behold, dun, dun, dun. what do they find in the dirt? A skeleton. Human remains. <laughs> skeleton. And, ba- and Ray goes, geez, some people have no trouble hitting oil, and I dig a skeleton out of the ground or something like that. <laughs> in my now- notes. Yeah. In my notes, I put haunted question. That's, that's what I put. Like, here's a lost po- plot point that they could have had. They could have had, like, Ray's future house be, like, super haunted. <laughs> they totally could have, and they didn't and, do it. They should have. And, and then of Zelda luck. Rubenstein could have come on and played the, the, the uh, yeah. poltergeist yes. lady. And, yes, it would have been amazing. <laughs> crossover, crossover. <laughs> I don't know Donna, why I put haunted. Donna, go towards the light. <laughs> I know why I did. Ray, go towards the light. Human remains on your house. Of course that's going to be haunted, goddammit. I'm like, dude, why, why, would you, why would you continue to build your house that I would... Con- I'm sorry. Build it to the side. If yeah, somebody, if somebody unearthed a skeleton on my property, I would be like, okay, motherfuckers, you guys need to excavate this entire property. I want, I want those... Uh, ultrasound. Exactly. What? Yeah. What I, want go- I want ghost I want- hunters out here. I want. <laughs> yes. I want. I want those X ground X ray uh-huh. shit out here right now. I want you to 
fine. Be- like because you don't want to be there just- in ten years from now when all of a sudden like shit's just randomly moving around your house in the middle of the night. Plates are flying out of the cabinets yeah. and smashing like, against the walls. All yeah. one hundred thousand acres. You are going to be searching for bodies out here. I don't yes. care what it costs. So let's let's Hell let's no. keep a list. Of potential spin-offs of Dallas. We have Bobby Ewan Private Eye. <laughs> potential hauntings. <laughs> Ray Krebs house haunted. Yeah. Yeah. Dallas Geist. Oh, wow. Yeah. The sp- spin-off of Amityville, South Fork, the horror. <laughs> yeah, right. Night- Nightmare on South Fork. <laughs> oh yes. Nightmare oh my God, on Braddock Road. That is literally combining two of my favorite things of all time. I would have been so oh, all about Dallas. that. And then we have also have Bo- Bobby right. Ewing therapist, uh, drug counselor. Yes, yes, yes. He could he could uh, do uh, Bobby Ewing after school specials where he counsels the kids on gets them off of drugs and dope and books. <laughs> God. Ah uh, yes. But after after the haunted thing. Yes. Uh, we flashed to was it Jr's mm-hmm. office? Mm-hmm. Mary, uh, Kristen's hands are all and over he's, Jr's. He's like, he's like, bleh, 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 and she's trying to massage him, and he's all bleh. ring, 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 ring. And then the phone rings, ring, 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 it's ring. It's the Asian Press. No, it's the AP, the Associated Press. It's the Associated Press. Oh, is it? I thought it was the Asian Press. I misunderstood that from my television. Uh-huh. <laughs> Corrections, AP Press. Corrections Corner. They're wondering if Ewing Oil has any uh, comments. He's like statement. Statement. Statement for what? About what? Uh, well, you do own. You like, do have these leases, uh, oil leases in uh, Southeast Asia, right? Yeah, I can't uh, confirm that. And then ring, ring. Oh, there's another call. Hello. Hi. Who is this? It's Hank. It's Hank Johnson. It's Hank Johnson, and guess what? What happened? Dun dun dun. He struck oil in the Pacific. Maybe Ooh. the biggest strike ever. They're billionaires. They're billionaires. And, and JR goes And back. I said on here, so I guys. love Larry Hyden's expressions. This is the best ever. And he's like, we hit, a, we hit a gusher. And like he's like so excited. It's so cute. It is all Major Nelson, isn't it? <laughs> we hit a gusher. And his whooping when he and goes out whooping. of the office. <laughs> And then when Kristen like tries to hug him and kiss him, and he's like, I don't got time he's for that. that. <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> I don't got time for that. I'm going home. I'm going home. And then we cut to the house and Lucy's on the phone with the reporters. Stupid. And she's all she's all concerned about her photo op. She's like, is Lucy Ann Ewing? Oh, you're gonna pick photographers? Okay. Well, I'll be ready. I'm gonna I gotta do my hair. He comes uh, home and he's like, Where's Sue Ellen? And she's like probably no. primping for the photographers. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We, we, we're, we're, not, we're not even there yet. I mean Whatever. Uh Pam tells Teresa to get out the caviar. Which is weird that Pam said that. I was like... Teresa is dressed in this scene exactly like the waitresses from the diner in Twin Peaks. I'm just going to point it out. Should we start playing the uh, Twin Peaks diner music in the background, too? Maybe. and then, and then you just want to see this this little dwarf come dance. Lucy could do the little dance through that, the room. That dressed creeps up. me out. <laughs> <laughs> have, you guys, have you guys tried caviar yes. before? No, but I want it's to. Not I bad. Want to. I just don't um, understand the fascination behind it. Salty, isn't it? It's salty. It's salty as shit. I think like, I like it. It's like what? I mean, you you want to talk about? You, have you ever been in the ocean and like got a mouthful of water? Like yeah. more than that. Times ten. Well, you, it's funny, and it's, but and it's like gritty. 
It's funny because <laughs> you know you, you know what I like is Vegemite and Marmite. I like those too. But people those are yeasty. Those yeah, are really but, yeasty. But they're salty. And Which also very not, salty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People do not know how to use them because and that's why they you don't have, like them. You have to put a lot of butter and just a little tiny bit of marmite. A lot of butter. Or, or even if it's you're not using butter, butter it's the key that. is not a lot of marmite or right, vegemite. Just, just a little bit. Yeah. Right. A little goes a long way. And I the like people that. that the people that always complain about it are the people that use too much. Right, and right. they don't like it. I'm also a fan of salty black licorice, which is um, like a thing from Scandinavia. You may like caviar. Salty black licorice? You may salty like caviar. I was not much of a fan. I, I would like to try it. I've never tried it. I think I took a little too much. I like like regular why. like roe on sushi, and mm. that's got that different, right? Uh, eh. It's in the mm-hmm. same ballpark. It's in the same ballpark because they're both fish eggs, right? Well, Jock Ewing is not a fan of fish eggs. Right, he does not know. I totally understand why, because we're not talking about like freshwater fish. We're talking about saltwater fish, eggs fresh out the damn salty ocean. That's like mm-hmm. when I when I tried caviar the first time. I think it was maybe it was in October at a Halloween party. What is when I tried caviar? Caviar at a Halloween party? That's odd. Yeah, yeah, because the theme was like a uh, haunted shipwreck. Okay. Yeah, and they had caviar, and I was like. <laughs> Like I'll try. This is like the worst shit I've ever tried. I would totally try it. And you try it at least once, but I was just okay. like, I, I will try. I think this. they have it at Costco. I'll totally get yeah. it sometime. I was like, I will never eat this again if I can help it. You will have to shove it down my throat because no way. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if people are like champagne and caviar, I'm like, why? I can't drink champagne it gives me a headache. I wish I could, but it gives me a headache yeah. immediately. Down with champagne and caviar. <laughs> Yeah, Lucy bursts JR's bubble. He comes walking in with with, with the couple <laughs> bottles of champagne flowers. and, the, and flowers. the flowers and everything like that. And, and she's like, "Yeah, we already heard whatever." And he's like, "Wait, what? I but I was gonna tell you it. I was and excited." Just, and she's like, "Yeah, too bad. Yeah, too late. He just wanted yeah. him recognition. I kind of felt sorry for him. Yeah. And she felt sorry for him just a little bit. Just a little bit. Miss Ellie and Jock are still they're still upset. They're pissed. Yeah. But she she is relieved that they don't have to drill. Yeah, that's all she really. And cares about. the but funny, the funny kicker there is Jr. goes to open the champagne and it's flat. fizzles. <laughs> it is flat champagne. Oh, it's so good. And then to top it off, Jock says, "I'm going to run giving oil for now, from now on." Mm-hmm. Right, and he's just like, "Fuck!" So everything's just backfired for Jr. Like all the things he thought he was going to get. And he's such an ass. He's like, "I thought everyone would be like, thanks, Jr. Thanks for making us billionaires." And they're like, "What the? F- Why would we? Thank we're like, you? we don't care. Like we're already millionaires. You, you, Making you us gamble, billionaires. You gambled a- our house. Yeah. Oh, you Except for Bobby. Bobby was like, he, "Can you hear him in the background?" He was like, "Hey, maybe we should go on a spending I, spree." And I'm like, "Bobby, what?" <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what is that about? And Pam, and Pam slips out of the room. As she hears oh, the yeah. baby cry. Here's the baby and what cry. does she see? But, da, da, da. <laughs> the best moment Ooh. in the whole damn episode. Who picks up the baby? <laughs> I was very proud of her. And yeah. I said, yeah. girl. Dylan holds the baby. Oh, my heart. Bobby gives her a smile, but Pam is crushed. And she just walks out. Pam's kind of a baby. And what does Suella say? It's okay, Pamela. I've got him. And now. she's smiling like she's yeah. being nice. She's like, like, like yeah, she's like, it's okay. I've got him. Because earlier, him. earlier in the episode, Pam, and Pam is like, last Suella, why don't you pick up your child? Uh, right. Now that she does, 
she goes in the room and she says, I lost him. And Bobby ends the episode going, he was never never yours. Yeah, he was never yours, man. And He's not wrong. He's not wrong. And I think it has dual meaning because she she thinks she'd lost that baby, almost like another miscarriage to her. But she also has that miscarriage still recent, Mm -hmm. so... Mm-hmm. She's they realized, have everything she's lost, going together right now. That's going to implode. She's lost right. a baby falling out of the hayloft. She's lost a baby because a uh, a nope rope was uh, mm-hmm. taunting the horses. <laughs> nope and rope. She went down, and now she's lost the baby that was like her pseudo baby that she her was kind of just taking care of, whatever. Yeah, taking care of, and and it's really sad. And we have to drink, and she cries and, in her tears. Oh, cries in her tears. Yeah. <laughs> the Clar- the Claritin I'm cry. Out. The Claritin cry. I'm out yes. of booze, but I drank to her earlier. There you I'm go. Sure. <laughs> so kind now, of blah ending. Yeah. Y- yes and no, yeah, but no. no, a good ending, but like the final scene. I always look at the 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 end at the end. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like kind of a sad yeah. ending, a little bit. Yeah. Well, it's it's mirrored in Jr.'s whoop to the champagne fizzle. I know. Right. <laughs> So, what do you think, guys? How many bourbons and stuff? Oh, uh, Mary, you want to go first? Sure. I gave, I actually rated it pretty high for me. I rated it 4.8 bourbons Mm. and a flat bottle of champagne. I did a (laughs) 4.65 bourbons and a first stole. Ooh, nice. And I did a 4.8 and a a fresh skeleton unearthed. I gave it five because it's one of my favorites. It's a good episode. All around and then Sterling finally picking up that baby. Uh, And I have, I have nothing, I have nothing to go with the five bourbons because yeah. Yeah. Cause that's a top. That's all you need, (laughs) man. That's a top. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I've never rated anything five, four, eight is one of the highest I've ever rated an episode. So. I think I was giving things fives when I was like first on and not really understanding <laughs> the significance of the five. Like a five, five is like a perfect episode, yeah. I think. And I don't, I can't even think of one off the top of my head. I think would be perfect. So this is pretty close, though. For this me, is a really. Opinion, I've got about good ten episode. fives. Not, not so far. Not so far. I, exactly. I've got about ten fivers mm-hmm. in the whole series, and this was yeah. one. Of them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> well. I guess thank you for joining us. Um, you should. Hey, are you subscribed to us? Because if you're not, totally hit that subscribe button and follow us on um, the podcast catcher of your choice. Uh, I use Stitcher, but there's a lot of other ones: Apple Podcasts, etc. Um, Podbean. Podbean, etc. Um, we are on Instagram. You should totally catch us on Instagram. We are Instagram.com slash Ewing BBQ. And then we have a really cool group on Facebook, which is Ewing BBQ that you should also just just type in Ewing BBQ. It's the Ewing Barbecue Podcast. And there is a quiz yeah. in order to be admitted. <laughs> yes, there's a little card just, just to keep out the robots. That's what it's for. I, to have, keep out the I robots. have found if you Google... You and barbecue. Oh yeah, we have started right popping up in there. So. We have, we definitely have, and we're also on Twitter as BBQ uh-huh. Ewing. And if you're on either of those, and you're not on Instagram, you will get reminded to follow us on Instagram. Today, we, Josh. Do, we do, we Yay. do throw up some pictures, and uh, we want yeah. everybody everywhere. And uh, there are a couple of cast members that are 
paying attention to us, and South Fork Ranch is paying attention to us. So yeah, thank you, by the way. What? I said thank you, by the yes, way. Yes, thank you. That's and awesome. that is another point. Today is June 18th, um, and two days ago, June 16th, South Fork reopened I for tours. That. So yeah. you may, That's true. You may head down. Yeah, and you, cool. may, you may head down and take your tour. Go visit. Yeah. And, and buy lots of cool stuff in their shop. Um, souvenir shop. Yeah. Souvenir shop. And hey, if you want a souvenir from us, we have some merch that you can find at teespring.com, mm-hmm. which is T-E-E spring.com slash Ewing BBQ. And we have some cool like t-shirts and um, we have decals. And decals and like hoodies and stuff that you know, like wear it and let other people know that this is a this podcast is a thing. And when the Comic Cons resume and such, yeah, I will be representing, I will be wearing my t shirt at the Comic Cons. Yeah, I have this, I have this fantasy of having one of the decals on the back of my car and people behind me going. Ewing barbecue podcast. What is that? And then hitting Google. And then Googling oh. it? Yeah, giving you the yeah. Goog? <laughs> yeah, because it's funny. Like, I have a lot of decals on my rear window as it is now. And I see people, like, when I'm at stoplights, I see people behind me, like, looking at my yeah. rear view and then uh-huh. looking at my window. And then they're like, <laughs> I, and I'm like what are they yeah. saying? I need to put some Ewing barbecue on there. <laughs> okay, so thank you and uh, join us next time. Bye, Bye y'all. Bye-bye. Y'all come back now, you hear? Deuces. <laughs> Next on Dallas. <laughs> Gary Ewing, how the hell are you? Fine. Gary? Oh, Gary. I'm in Dallas. I want to see you. Oh, Lord, it's good to hear your voice. Valen Ewing, will you marry me? Get married. I hope this didn't uh, ruin your well-planned little holiday, darling. I hope you'll forgive me. I gotta get right back to Dallas. Why? I was just starting to enjoy having you here. Because one merry brother in the family is more than enough. <laughs>